Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of the Willing Equine Podcast. We are recording this in my car during my commutes to and from my work, so the audio may not be super clear, and also my daughter is with me in the car, so you may hear her little comments throughout the podcast. But otherwise, hopefully you can enjoy this podcast and we can discuss all sorts of interesting topics that have to do with making a positive impact on your relationship with your horse. Today, while working with a client and her horse, I was reminded of how conditioning works and how it can impact our relationship and our training with our horses. So we had a situation where a horse didn't want to leave the arena. It would be very easy to consider this a disobedience or disrespectful or the horse just not wanting to um, listen, just being cheeky, whatever words you want to use. It would have been really easy to say that the horse was testing us and that they just didn't want to leave the arena because they didn't feel like it. Well, when we really thought about it, so we paused and I, you know, I explained to the client, to the student that really what was happening is, is that this horse had positive associations with the arena because that's where the horse has been predominantly living recently. And there's other horses nearby, his food's there, water's there, everything's there for him. And every time he leaves the arena, he's leaving the close companionship of the other horse friends and his food and his water and the comfort of the arena. So the arena has been conditioned to be a safe, positive place for him and leaving the arena. Every time he would leave the arena, he'd be taken away from all of those things that he found uh, reassuring, positive, comfortable, um, his companions, you know, everything that he wanted to be around. So he had developed negative associations with being taken out of the arena and positive associations with being in the arena, which is often the complete reverse of how most horses view the arena. It would have been really easy to consider this a training issue, and at the end of the day, it kind of is, but we could have, like I mentioned before, resorted back to make him listen. He's being disobedient. He's being uh, disrespectful and punishing him for his response when in reality, the horse is just doing what he's been conditioned to understand. So if we hadn't spent the time preparing him or showing him that leaving the arena is also a positive experience, then it would be natural for the horse to respond to leaving the arena in a negative way. The When the horse is only known, leaving the arena means put into a stall or taken away from the companions, then that means that they're only development with that their only connections with that action with that being taken out of the arena are negative and there's this saying is called Pavlov's always on your shoulder and what that means is that classical conditioning is always happening your horse is always developing positive or negative associations with everything happening with whenever something happens to them when there's a uh, an object I mean there's simple objects such as jumps are jumps a negative or positive thing there are other equipment you could consider like the clicker would be a positive thing this is a prime example of how classical conditioning works we pair a food reward with the sound of the clicker and they understand that the click equals something positive that is a classical conditioning process the horse is learning 
that the click means something good. Now the flip side of that, let's say an easy example would be something like a whip. So often a whip is used to strike the horse or even just tap them. However it's applied, it's usually in an aversive way. So the whip develops an association in the horse's mind, an involuntary association just by the way it's being used as a negative tool. And this is why often horses become afraid of the whip when you even just pick it up and hold it in your hand. To change that idea in their mind that the whip is a bad thing, we have to use classical conditioning again but in a counter conditioning way. So we have to reverse it. We have to counter condition their initial response, their initial aversive response to the whip and you and associate it now with good things. So you could essentially, you know, touch the horse with the whip, give food, touch the horse with the whip, give food. And they would learn that the touch of the whip equals a positive um, food reward. So something that they enjoyed. So a positive association would develop with being touched with the whip. So while yes, it is still a training situation, so the horse not wanting to leave the arena does come down to training. It was a either a unintentional training of a negative association from leaving the arena or just a lack of training in general where the horse only understands that the arena is a positive place and everything else is not. It is uncomfortable, it's stressful, it doesn't have companions, whatever it is, unintentional or intentional, it is a training process. Training is always happening. It's never not happening in our relationships and in our interactions with our horses, but it is not necessarily about the the thing that's happening right then. It wasn't about the horse leading next to us. It wasn't about his response to the lead rope. It wasn't about him sticking with the owner and listening to the cues. It wasn't about him walking out of the gate or wanting it to be disobedient or disrespectful. It had nothing to do with any of that. It was at a much deeper level where the horse just didn't understand that it was okay to leave the arena because there are positive things that happen outside the arena as well. And the way we go about fixing that, like I mentioned, was be a counter conditioning process. And for counter conditioning to work, we have to start at the comfort level of the horse. We have to start where they are comfortable where they are still in a positive mindset, let's say. So they are still doing just fine. They haven't uh, gone over a line, let's say an imaginary line where they're like, oh shoot, this is not good anymore. So we need to stay still in their comfort level and then we need to build. We need to build up. So let's using the arena example again. For him, the negative association with leaving the arena had gone back as far as just having somebody approach him with the halter. He knew that having the halter put on meant he was being led out of the arena and that led to something unpleasant being outside of the arena. So we had to go back and start where he was comfortable, which is without a halter. So can I lead you around without a halter and lead rope on and make that positive for you? Okay, now can I put the halter on and it be a positive experience for you? All right, now can we attach the lead rope and lead with the halter and lead rope and develop that positive association? Okay, now can we get closer to the end gate of the arena and be comfortable and can I make that positive for you either with some sort of positive reinforcement training you know, touching cones, standing on your mat, or just leading around and clicking and reinforcing, can we make that a positive experience for you? 
And then once we have all of that firmly established and the horses now has a new positive association with being caught in the halter in the lead rope and being led around inside the arena, we can start taking the next steps towards leaving the arena, which would be, which would be to stand by the gate. Can we now open the gate? Can we now go through the gate? Can we now lead outside the gate? And it's so critical for that whole uh, experience for the horse to be positive. And by it being positive, we need to think about it from the horse's perspective, not just our perspective. What I mean by that is often for people, the positive, a positive training session or a session that we feel is a good one is often centered around the idea that it was a successful training session, that we accomplished what we were set out to do, that we made our goals, that we, you know, accomplished leaving the arena. But we don't often take into consideration the horse's emotional and mental mindset uh, state during those training environments. So just because we accomplished the goal that we set out for doesn't mean the horse actually enjoyed the process or found it to be a positive experience. For the training session to be positive for the horse, we have to be conscious of their emotional state so we can't just blow over the fact that they're fearful or worried or upset of any or in pain or anything like that. We need to be very conscious of their emotional state and mental state and stay in a comfort zone for them where they are doing, uh, that they're feeling comfortable, not just comfortable as in we never push the comfort zone, but they are feeling confident. That would be the better word. So they're feeling confident in the training there. They understand what's expected of them. They are not worried. They're not fearful. When we can truly analyze what our horses are communicating to us and we can stay in their calm and confident and comfortable uh, level, we can stay below their fear thresholds, we can pay attention to their emotional state and mental state and stay focused on that and then just push it just gently, just ask for a little bit more as they're ready for it, then we can make something a positive training environment for them. And then to go even a step further would be to make the training situation actually involve positive reinforcement. Because what better way to classically condition or to counter condition something to be positive if we're then using positive reinforcement. If we're involving food, uh, scratches, eating grass. I mean, just hand grazing is an excellent way to make leaving the arena, let's say, a positive experience. So let's say in this same example, which is exactly what we did today, which was, okay, your horse is not comfortable leaving the arena. Let's build up to it. And when he's ready, we'll go outside the arena. And when we go outside the arena, we're going to go walk right over to this nice green patch of grass and we're going to hand graze. And you're, he's just going to get to graze on this grass that he doesn't normally get access to. And then when we're done, we're going to go back. And that is going to be the total of his experience outside of the arena for today. And that would be the ultimate positive reinforcement. So positive conditioning, counter conditioning experience to um, his previously negative association with leaving the arena. So not only did he not go back and, and not go into a stall and leave his friends and then have to work and all these negative things, he didn't have to do any of that. He got to do something extremely positive, which was to eat grass. All horses love to eat grass. 
So it was a positive training session for both the human and the horse because we accomplished a goal of leaving the arena and we also made it a positive experience for the horse. Now as the training progresses and as we have more experience with positive you know, making those positive associations with leaving the arena, we'll start being able to add more to the training situation. So on the first day, it may just be eating grass outside the pasture for a little bit, and it may take a while. Like, let's say that it takes a, um, at least three, four, or five sessions of just going out and eating some grass and then going back in. Then the following session, we maybe we can add in some targeting or some practicing cones or, you know, doing something if you're not necessarily completely using positive reinforcement training with target training and all that you could ask for a basic behavior like can you drop your head on cue can you uh, yield your shoulder this one time and then go back to eating grass and then go back to the arena so it could be this gradual reintegration so reintroducing the idea of doing some training outside the arena but it's not the end of the world that's not the only thing that happens out here being outside of the arena is also a positive experience but yes sometimes I'm going to ask you to do X Y or Z and over time as you work hard at building that positive association we'll be able to like I said adding more into it and doing more training and doing more outside the arena and less focus will be have to be put on just making it a positive experience although I will say that my constant efforts are to always make any interaction I have with my horse a positive experience for them, regardless of whether we're training, just leading back to the stall, uh, just putting a halter on, medicating their feet. I don't want those negative associations, so those involuntary negative associations being developed with me. You know, I don't want the horse to associate me with negative outcomes. That classical conditioning, again, is always happening. And since it's always happening, my constant efforts are to reduce any associations, any negative associations with me. Now that's not to say that it's 100% perfect all the time. There's always going to be situations where it's less than ideal. But if you spend a large portion of the time that you're with your horse, if you really are purposeful about making the interactions with your horse positive, then those that those positive associations, those times that are positive will start to really outweigh those negative associations. Anything that could come up that's less than ideal will be absolutely drowned out by all the positive interactions we have with our horse. And that's more what I am after. I'm after that. I'm after my efforts to make this as a positive experience for the horse, for my efforts to make those positive associations to really condition the horse to see me as a complete total positive outcome situation to heavily heavily outweigh anything that could go wrong or could be less than ideal and it helps in the long run because what starts to happen is is when a horse is questioning whether something is going to be a positive or negative outcome when a horse is questioning whether they should leave the arena if they should go into that stall if they should get into the trailer if whenever that question mark shows up your relationship with that horse that 
classical conditioning process, that time and effort you've put into developing that positive relationship with your horse is going to start coming into play. It, the horse is going to associate you with positive outcomes and then will automatically start to trust that that positive outcome is going to be a result of that interaction with you. So trust equals a history of positive outcomes. And if you are the one that dictates positive outcomes, then you will be the one the horse trusts to predict positive outcomes and that will dramatically impact your relationship with your horse to be positive. On the flip side, if every time we interact with our horse, if every time that we spend time with them, if whenever we are doing something with our horse, there is the potential for a negative outcome. If there's a lot of pressure, there's a lot of punishment, if we, you know, maybe they find being ridden uncomfortable and every time you go out to visit your horse you ride and so maybe you're not even doing it intentionally but if the saddle is uncomfortable and the horse has developed that negative association with the saddle so the horse has been conditioned to view the saddle as an aversive and so they do not enjoy that saddle and they know it predicts pain and discomfort and then you're the one that predicts the arrival of the saddle so every time you go out you get out the saddle which then predicts the pain it's this long chain of events that makes your relationship with the horse a negative association relationship. The relationship becomes compromised by this painful experience that the horse has when it's interacting with you. Other things that might compromise the relationship would be, let's say, the situation where the horse doesn't want to leave the arena. And we just automatic response, we think that the horse is being disrespectful or just trying to, you know, be difficult that day. And we punish them or pressure them to leaving the arena when they're clearly uncomfortable with the situation, when they're clearly communicating that they do not enjoy leaving the arena, they find leaving the arena stressful, it's a negative situation for them. And we push them past that limit. If we punish them for wanting to stay in the arena and make it uncomfortable for them to be in there, and then we continue to do whatever we were doing outside of the arena, again, it's a no-win situation for the horse. They are punished for staying where they're comfortable, and being outside the arena is also uncomfortable, and they're going to develop that association with you and your presence and you being around, and it's going to impact your relationship, and it can become this ongoing development in the relationship where your arrival, where you being around the horse, where you wanting to ride, where you wanting to take the horse out of the arena becomes a negative experience for the horse and your relationship is not in a healthy place. This also will impact the horse's trust in you and in your relationship. If usually interacting with you results in a negative outcome, they will not trust that future interactions with you are going to result in a positive outcome. We have classically conditioned the horse to understand that our presence and our interaction with them results in a negative outcome that results in something uncomfortable, something unpleasant, something that they don't want to do, something stressful, all these different things when they are those associations develop with us. So whether it's a positive association or a negative association, it's always developing. It's always being created. It's never not happening. So we have to be very careful 
to spend our time with our horses developing these positive associations so that they can learn to trust that the relationship with us, that interaction with us will result in more positive outcomes and not negative outcomes. So that when we do need the horse to step into a trailer when it's a little bit of a stressful situation, they can trust that a positive outcome is going to be the result of this situation versus just building one more negative situation on top of all the other ones. They're much more likely to offer that behavior, to be willing to go past their comfort zone, to do something a little extra above and beyond, go past that stress zone because they trust us to make it a positive outcome for them. When we can think in terms like this, when we can break down the process that goes into developing a relationship, when we can break it all the way down to classical conditioning, to something as black and white as developing a positive or negative association with something, it takes away this unachievable goal of having this beautiful relationship with the horse that almost feels unachievable when we watch movies, when we watch um, other people on social media, just having these apparently beautiful bonds and relationships with our horses. And then we wonder how did they get there? If the reality is what they're showing because, you know, social media and movies is not always reality, but if that's real, if what they're showing is real, it's likely the result of a history of positive outcomes and it is achievable and it is something we can do. We can do it in our everyday actions, step by step by step, just leaving the stall, taking the halter to the horse, walking up to the stall in the morning, any, those little tiny actions, everything that we do all day long when interacting with our horses are the building blocks of the relationship. They are step by step what gets us to that deep, positive relationship with our horse where the horse can trust us where the horse is willing to do what we ask of them where they are comfortable around us and want to be around us that's what relationships are built on that's what bond is built on that is how these mythical magical mystical relationships are developed it's all about classical conditioning and showing your horse teaching your horse conditioning your horse that being around you, being with you will result in a positive outcome and it's all based on classical conditioning. Thanks so much for listening. If you want to find out more, head to my website, thewillingequine.com, and I have links to my social media accounts like Instagram and Facebook and YouTube. And I also have a really extensive blog as well as resources on there like books and other podcasts and websites that you can check out to find out more information. And probably one of the best resources I have on my website is my FAQ page, which is under the training drop-down menu. And Check that out because if you have any questions about how I train or positive reinforcement training in general for horses, the answer is probably there. I hope you enjoyed this podcast and I would love to hear any feedback you have. Perhaps leave a comment or email me. Um, If you have any suggestions for future topics, please send those my way and I look forward to talking with you in the future.